How's it going? Welcome back to another episode of SoCal Watch Reviews. Episode 54, P. Ross. We made it this far. Can you believe it, man? Yeah, I can believe it. You know what I'm saying? I'm arrogantly saying that too. <laughs> this you know guy. It's, yes. it's been it's been a lot of work, a lot of a lot of early mornings. It's like what, seven o'clock my time. You know, I yeah, woke up like at six something. So we, we, we do it for the passion. We do it because we love it and we have another special guest, as has been the case every week. Another YouTuber right. man, uh Instagrammer, so influencer, uh, part of the watch fam. But I will let you do the official introduction, man. Absolutely, absolutely. First of all, we have a brother from the UK hailing from Oxford. That's right. Of the fame Oxford University. You know what I'm saying? We have Oscar YouTube channel. I bought a watch. What's going on, bro? Well, yeah. Hi, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Um, it's a real pleasure uh, to be on the podcast. Uh, never done anything like this before, um, but really, really excited to to answer some questions for you guys and meet you guys hey right well, it's, it's a pleasure meeting you and it's a pleasure we we've popped so many cherries on this on this channel of p russ i know it sounds <laughs> oh, wrong God. but we, how many how many times have we had guests that said i've never done this before and then next it's, thing it's you know it's been a few and next thing you know they appear on a bunch of different podcasts right, and do a bunch right. of things and it's cool it's like hey they were first on our show and you could tell you know they were kind of shy or whatever and and then when we have them a second third fourth time oh my god it's like they're our friends and it's it's, it's mm-hmm. so cool but uh i hope you you have a good time oscar and i hope everybody watching and listening uh appreciates that we keep coming out with the heat and bringing different guests from different parts of the world and different walks of life and you will find out real quick uh why we brought oscar he especially not specializes but would what, is it fair to say, Oscar, that you you focus more on homage watches on your channel? I mean, I, I, know I do. You... Yeah, that. Okay. Yeah, that's how. Yeah, that's I, how I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah, because yeah. I I've we'll we'll go into that because there's different things that you that you started out with, but um, yeah, why don't we why don't we do a quick introduction? Why don't you introduce yourself for everybody listening so they could kind of see who you are, what you're about? So if you don't mind, take take it away, man. Well, yeah, sure. Um, well, yeah, like you said, my name's Oscar. I'm the, the guy behind the I Bought a Watch uh, channel, or <laughs> I Bought a Watch, yeah. the, the little finger wag. Um, but yeah, I kind of started out, um, you know, had some free time on my hands, thought I could start out on YouTube. And, you know, I've been amazed at the uh, community that I found. Yeah. And yeah, it's been a pleasure. That's kind of, kind of my deal. I don't really know what else to say in that regard. Okay. Sounds good, buddy. Well, uh, I I noticed that you started a YouTube channel, obviously in the middle of a of a pandemic. Uh, so I guess the question is, did you ever consider starting a YouTube channel before that, or what what led you to start the YouTube channel? Was it the pandemic? Um. So prior to the pandemic, I was actually uh, doing a bit of traveling. I graduated from university. Yeah, last year now. Oh, nice. Um, and so I was doing a bit of traveling, having a bit of a sabbatical a kind of year off. Um, and then obviously COVID came along, uh, messed up the plans a little bit. So I moved back um, home and I figured in the UK, uh, lockdown got hit pretty hard. Yeah. You're only allowed outside for 30 minutes for exercise uh, during Whoa. the day, uh, during the wow. kind of peak of it. So I had a lot of time uh, indoors uh, doing stuff and I, you know, have always appreciated watches. So I thought, why not take a stab at it? Um, I, you know, got everything to gain, uh, nothing to lose. So, uh, yeah, 
and prior to I mean it was always an interest to have a YouTube channel just to see what it's like um but yeah I've really enjoyed it that sounds good man and and you know what I I forgot our customary wristwatch check Oscar what are you wearing today (laughs) uh today I'm wearing the Felida Explorer one homage um Mm, okay. So, uh, nice. I've actually refinished it, given it a brushing, uh, which I would never do on a real Rolex. But you know, <laughs> when it's this, you can give yourself a bit of freedom. Got it. P. Ross, what are you rocking? Certina DS Podium. Nice. Ooh, very nice. Sir. That's a cool NATO. What is what? What NATO is that? Oh, this is the Strapsco uh, four ring leather NATO. Oh, okay. It's nice. Leather? So it's leather. Yeah, okay. leather. that's cool. Yeah. All right, guys, I had to do it. SPB143. Uh, I'm still in love oof. with this thing. I just I uh, just did a review of this guy. So Mora strap, uh, NATO strap. Nice. I've been changing straps on it. Nice. Honestly, since I got this, I think you know this, P. Ross. Since I got this, I have not been able to take it off the wrist. Um, and I feel bad. And all my watches are just sitting there crying. But uh, I love right. it. <laughs> I, know, I know how it is. I put on the uh, Flieger Friday and uh, yesterday. And it, the, the Certina just kept calling me like, why are you doing this to me? Come, come, take me out. Because you just you got know? that Flieger like right. Thursday. I mean, you literally just got that watch. Yeah. And uh-huh. It's it's interesting yeah. that you're not even giving it love when it's a brand new watch because you're right. more in love with your Certina. So that's that's super yes, cool, sir. Absolutely, <laughs> very cool. What about you, Oscar? Have you been rotating your watches, or is that the one that you? Um, I mean, I know what you feel like. I know what you guys are saying because as soon as I get a new watch, I I feel like. I give it a lot of wrist time and then I'm yeah. moving out some of the others in the collection. Yeah. Um, but actually I've, ever since I've refinished this, I've, I don't know, it, it feels like a bit, a bit of mine. Um, yeah. So I like, it's a little, little custom piece and, but I do try and rotate. I'm sorry. I'm looking over here. I've got all my, <laughs> no, that's fine. my watches over here. Um, and, and yeah, no, it, it, it's really become a favorite cause they, it really is such a versatile design. Um, yeah. But but yeah, we'll get into that. All that oh yeah, we'll, we'll definitely get the- into that. <laughs> right. Right. So, what has your experience been like since you've been on YouTube and Instagram and dealing with watches? Good experience, bad experience. Well, uh, I've got to say, I was re- like, you always get told, or there's kind of this customary thing that the internet is kind of a a scary place, um, and there's a lot of. Uh, Trolls, kind of yeah, <laughs> trolls, exactly. Yeah. Um, but it's in, I've been incredibly surprised by the support. Um, sh- I got to shout out some subscribers that that have been there from the very beginning. There's Alex, Alex Bohm, one that okay. kind of springs to mind. But he's been. It, I've just been amazed at the support at, from such an early age, and also from support like fellow channels, um, like like yourselves, um, yeah, absolutely, and, man. and others. Um, I think Jody, I mean, this was crazy. On my first video, I left a comment on one of Jody's videos saying, you know, he he inspired me. um, So I wanted to try and and he actually took the time to come and check out that first video. That's awesome. uh, That I made, which was just mind blowing um, that someone would take the time. So I found it an amazing experience. Um, That's cool, man. I fully recommend anyone else. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to burst your bubble here, but but you will run into. Uh, we've done it for almost two years. I've done mm-hmm. it for almost two years, and you will run into some characters that either a uh, run YouTube channels and they're kind of douchey, or people just 
they're hiding in the middle of nowhere, leaving all these negative comments. And it's like, look, in my opinion, if you have nothing nice to say, just don't, or if you're going to be a douche about it, um, leave it as a, you know, constructive criticism as opposed to coming off like a jerk. And, right. you know, it's like, we, we try hard, like all oh, this is not easy. Like waking up early, going to sleep late, figuring out what you're going to talk about, you know, editing and redoing things over and over and over. And you're pouring yourself out there. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, sure, I would yeah. recommend anybody to do it as well, but just beware because you need to have thick skin. And it, and I don't, it's easier said than done. I always say, Oh, I, I, I have thick skin and I don't every time I get a negative comment, it pisses me off because it's like, man, are you serious? Like I just did all that. And because I messed up in this little portion, they crucify me, you know, and, and it's, it's unfortunate, but I'm, I'm happy that your experience has been positive. And speaking to Jody, amazing guy, ever since we put out our, our episode, people have been saying like, Oh, he seems like such a humble guy. And to be honest with you, he doesn't just seem like a humble guy. He is a humble guy behind, right. yeah. behind the podcast and behind everything Like he's been there for us. And he's such a cool guy down to earth and, and we appreciate him. So absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. for sure. For sure. But, yeah. but I guess a, a question that I have also is what started your passion for watches? What real watch lover before YouTube or just because so- of YouTube or how does that work? So it's kind of a, a mixed bag. I've always liked, the idea of watches. Um, I actually come from an engineering background. So the automatic nice. side of, of watches has always been, you know, that there's a, you know, a, a deep found passion in all things mechanical there. I love taking okay. things apart and, and, and fixing them. Um, but, you know, I, what kind of started out this kind of crazy passion is, you know, like most of us, our dads, uh, give us a watch or hand down a watch and he handed down an old Seiko 5. I, I've done a video on it and yeah. it was actually broken when he gave it to me. No, nothing, it was only um, cosmetic. One of the uh, applied indices on the dial had come loose and hmm. rattling around. Yeah. So I watched a few YouTube videos and, you know, undid the case back and took out the movement um, and was just amazed. I fell in love immediately and got a little, uh, tweezers and fixed up the dial uh, reapplied the indice um wow. and then ever since then i've just kind of been obsessed you know one thing led to another i was watching you know went down the rabbit hole as most of us have done yeah um, of course and kind of yeah it took off um so how how long had, that was a year ago two years ago how, that, how long that was when it seriously when i seriously got the bug i would say about two years ago you got the um, virus. You got the yeah, virus. Exactly. Yeah. Got the virus. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> um, but, but, <laughs> that's cool, man. And we, yeah. we all have different origin stories, but that's cool that you were started with your dad. I mean, that's, that's pretty cool. If it, I wonder what it would have been like if he gave you a watch that was working and you didn't well, have that, to that, open it up. Right. In, indeed. Uh, I mean, it could have completely been avoided. Maybe I would have been cured. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And sure. it was a Seiko Five, which is a pretty great watch. It's a respectable watch. So, That's awesome, man. No. I mean, and that just shows you, P. Ross, that Seiko Fives could be a generational item. I mean, they're quality oh, yeah. built watches that his dad had, and granted, it was loose or whatever. But look, now it's ticking again, and hopefully, Oscar could give it to the next generation. Right. Yes, you sir. Know, something he's like, don't talk about kids. I'm not ready for that yet. <laughs> wow. Uh, speaking of uh, Seiko, we noticed that you started with Seiko, Casio, 
and even a Rolex. Yeah. Why did you start reviewing homage watches? So at, at the beginning, um, uh, like I mentioned, I was very much just trialing the channel. So I was really reviewing any watch I could kind of get my hands on. Um, uh-huh. I think when I started the channel, I only had two watches myself. Okay. Um, uh-huh. And so I was going around uh, you know, asking friends and family and you know, neighbors, you know, <laughs> what they, well, everybody, you know, friends of the family, um, if they, you know, had a watch and, you know, if I could review it um, and borrow it off them for, you know, a week or a couple of days, uh, or in the case of the Rolex, a couple, you know, an hour. Um, oh, wow. But, oh, wow. <laughs> you better give it back. Mm. Yeah, you yeah. Got, was... You got one hour yeah. and I'm coming oh, for um, you. <laughs> Starting when you walk out the door. <laughs> yeah, I don't no think pressure. he was leaving that overnight. Um, but but yeah, so it, it really started um, with what I had, and then after a while, the I got into the kind of homage watch um, game. I, I thought that I'd, I'd watch just one more watch, and so I thought, you know what? Let me try this. It, my first homage was actually this. Got it here. My Pagani Design forty-three millimeter Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Um, I thought, you know what, Let, let's try it. That seems like it's got good movement, good set of specs. You know, the reviews, everyone seems to kind of adore it. So I, I, I would, I, I reached out, um, oh, I didn't say reach out. I, I bought one off AliExpress and it came and I was really impressed with the, the specs. Um, so, so yeah, that kind of kicked off. And then the YouTube channel just gave me a platform to make excuses for buying more, really. Got it. I need design. Yeah, we've all had them. We've all had them. Um, well, I guess here's a question. So we, we we were talking about, let's move into the topic of, of today, you know, about homage watches. And I, I wanted to talk to you because obviously that's kind of what you've been specializing in, I guess you should say. Uh, how many videos have you done on homage watches? Uh, would you say? I think I've, it's got to be at least 40. All right. All right. So you so you got you okay, so I think P is fair to say that our boy Oscar is probably more qualified than us to be answering some of these questions because oh, I yeah, absolutely done maybe one video. So uh but I guess let's start with this question about homage watches. Well, you know, in, in, in your opinion, are homage watches really worth buying? And here's a controversial one what is the difference between an homage watch and a replica watch we've asked this to jody we've asked this to dave we've asked this to different people and everybody we always kind of get the similar answer but i could see how some people see it differently and i see it differently so i guess let's start with those questions you know and 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 see what your opinion is man are they worth buying what's the difference between that and a replica yeah i mean again without sounding like a, a broken record um I've watched your episodes with them and their answer is much and much the same right. as mine in regards to the difference between a homage and a replica. I, I really think it comes down to, you know, that disingenuous passing it off as something else that it's not. So, you know, putting the name on the dial. Um, in regards to copying the design outright, you know, and putting a different name on the dial, I I kind of look at it if, you're are you guys familiar with the like kit cars yeah so so i I look at it much in the same way as kit cars Uh, i i have a um an acquaintance and he um 
he loves his cars and he's got a a kit car of a, a Ford Ford Shelby which is I think mm-hmm. the if you got an outright one it would cost yeah it's super expensive yeah um so I I kind of carried that over to to watches that I don't think I, I'm ever going to buy myself a a Royal Oak um I could never kind of justify putting that much money forward to to pick that up um but I I must say I like the design um so I think there's that place for homage watches if you want something that's been well designed um and you don't want to spend a, a fortune on it why not yeah i could definitely agree with that i feel that okay okay yeah. so i mean i know miguel you, you have maybe different feelings on, yeah, on the matter but, but yeah look uh and i i, I think i made it I made it a point a few a few times that I don't hate people for owning them or or never never ever look down on people for owning an homage watch or having a YouTube channel with homage watches because I'll yeah. be wrong you know and, and and I see the mechanics behind it and I appreciate it I I've seen Pagani designs I could see the value right and you're like that's incredible like how can they do it for eighty bucks right 70 bucks like how can they put so much specs in this yet a company like Seiko can't but and this is a video uh that I may have lined up in the future I really Mm -hmm. want to do a comparison of my Seiko the SPB uh, against the Pagani design that's like 80 bucks right Mm. because the specs are pretty much the same if anything that one even has a a ceramic uh, bezel and this one doesn't but the finishing the quality it's completely different and not only that but also seiko has has been around for such a long time that 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 heritage cannot be taken from them you know and in my opinion a company like pagani design could be around for 40 50 years but even at that 50 year mark they still may not have heritage because the heritage that they're going to have is all in homage and they they're going to be perceived different i might be completely wrong um but that's just my opinion but yeah, man, the, I, I, I try to like homage watches because like you, I'm like, I don't ever see myself spending thousands of dollars on a Royal Oak. Like that, that's a perfect yeah. example. And I kind of, I'm like, okay, would I buy an homage watch of a Royal Oak? Because I mean, I love the Royal Oak, but I'm like, I just can't see myself doing that because me personally, in my mind, if I wore it, I would think I'm trying to mimic the Royal Oak and it's not about what people are going to say about me because I could care less. It's more about me and my own perceptions. So it's like, I just can't do it. So I'd rather buy something that has an original design, even if it's not worth or even perceived to be worth a lot of money. So, but again, I'm not knocking anybody for owning one. And if somebody came to me and said, Hey, do you recommend I buy one? I would probably tell them like, look, there's Seiko five and this and that, but sure. You know, the specs for that are great. And if you like the design and you're not willing to shell out 10, 15, 20,000 for the real thing, mm. go for it. And if you're going to be okay with it, just make sure that, you know, that people are probably going to ask you like, Oh, that's a great watch. It looks very much like this other thing. Just be prepared to be open and just say, Oh, actually it is. It's a, it's a copy. I mean, I, I, that's what I struggle with. It's like, how do you, do you tell them it's an homage? Do you tell them, tell them it's a copy? But again, I don't own one, so. Well, I, I think another kind of metaphor for the, the thing is like it, in the fashion industry here in the in the UK, we have uh, yeah. a clothes company called Primark. I don't know if you have that in, in America, but it's it. basically, 
kind of a, a cheap fast fashion um, kind of store that sells clothes. Okay. And it, it's, it enables you to buy, like, I mean, I, I don't know much, but you can buy the look of, I don't know, let's say Yeezys. You can get Yeezys are also kind of copied and homage and whatnot uh, in such a way that you could go out and buy these these sneakers that look that they share a lot of the design aspects from a you know a famous brand right. um, of but the people who know and care about it won't be fooled. Um, so I, I feel like that's much in a muchness with watches. Like when I see someone um, rocking a you know. A, an Invicta Pro Diver, um, after looking at it for a bit, you know, you can kind of make out that it, it, it's, it's not the real thing or, but, you know, is there a problem with with that as well? Like that if he likes the look and he likes the, you know, the feel of the watch, then I mean, for all means, yeah. by all means, the look, people who know and care yeah. will. Yeah, I, I guess for me the more that i think about homage watches i don't necessarily have a problem with companies borrowing a few aesthetics from from the model what i think i personally have a problem with is when it's an exact carbon copy like everything looks like the same it's like man the company didn't even stray away from like the indices or the numbers like they they didn't they weren't creative enough to create something different you know because like the invicta pro diver there is a few differences between that and the rolex sub just very minute i mean not, nothing big oh yeah but yeah i mean i i, I yeah. can see that you know but but yeah man i i don't know i guess it's a very controversial topic and especially with people that and i've heard this from people that own like the real thing they get upset because it's like well i spent all this money on this and it makes me upset that somebody else bought it for 80 bucks and they want to replicate this look and it, it's unfair for them to be ups, uh, upset because it's like well it's they don't have that you know so you shouldn't be upset but here's right. a question for you uh, oscar would talking about clothing would you buy the the yeezys the ones that look like yeezys would you buy uh, a sweater that looks like a gucci sweater knowing that it's not the real thing or would you not go the homage route with clothes well and shoes? i i mean i, I already mentioned i so it, it's also a thing like I'm looking at this from the reason I spoke about clothes is I don't know anything about <laughs> clothes. Yeah. Um, so I would go into the store like Pramac and buy some trousers that might be paying homage to something that's on the uh, Paris catwalk. Um, but, but I don't know. So so having like if I see my friend and he wants to buy a nice watch and I said, oh, buy this watch. It's actually a homage of a Seiko SKX, let's say. Right. Um, he might not know what an what a Seiko SKX is, um, but he likes the design. And this is, you know, it, it could even be better spec. It could have a hacking hand winding movement. Yeah. It could be all kinds of things like that. Um, so I think for those people, there's definitely a market for homage watches. And then also on the flip side, I think it's only a controversial topic in the watch community of people yeah. who care about for sure. the watches themselves. For and sure. actually falling back to that point you said, that there might be someone who owns the real thing mm -hmm. and they are kind of upset that they people are homaging or buying homages um, because it kind of devalues theirs. Uh, I would argue that, or not devalues, but it makes them, you know, uh, yeah, upset. I would argue that maybe they're buying it for the wrong reasons. Um, yeah. Certainly when you, if I ever uh, got fortunate enough to 
well, afford or and get on the top of a wait list for a Rolex um, for that matter. Uh, I I would be buying it for myself rather than right. to kind of show people that I you know can afford a Rolex. Uh, I think that's right. a kind of right. And I also think for for people like that who actually own a Rolex that has a problem with a homage watch, you know, I kind of look at it as that the quality in the homage is not as good as it would be in like a Rolex, you know what I mean? Uh, AP, whatever, you know, and that's something they need to look at too. I don't have an issue with homage watches, man. It, it, there are some I wouldn't buy, but I don't have an issue with them. So. But I think Oscar hit a pretty good point <laughs> when he said that, um, that, the only people that really care about homage watches, like, oh, the controversial thing are people in the watch community. Because, yeah, you're right. People that are not in the watch community, right. they could care less. They're just like, oh, nice watch. Oh, but this is right. a Nama. I don't care. Nice watch. <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't really care. Like, whatever. Like, I, I, I get it, man. I, I get that. But, uh, but yeah. So, in, in your opinion, uh, I mean, they're obviously not replica. And they're worth buying because they're the the investment per se is is small. Although that's not yeah. true because I've I've seen some homage watches that are Steinhardt, for instance. Yeah, jeez, I mean, yeah. six, seven thousand dollars. I mean, mm-hmm. that's a little too much. <laughs> yeah, right, right. I think I try and focus on the budget end of the of the homage market. Um, I think when they get closer in price to you know the real thing. I think it becomes a bit more of a confusing question um, w- whether you should just, you know, save up if you really want that look. But at the lower end, like at, well, I've got my here, we were talking about the AP. I've got my dyed and design AP homage here. Um, and at this I picked up for 55 pounds, which was just like wow. 60 bucks. Um, no one's, you know, if you know about watches, no one's confusing that with the real thing. Um, and if, you know, if you want to try and feel what it looks like, you know, 55 bucks, it, it's, it's, you know, drop in the water. Well, let me, to, right. let me ask you something. I know in the middle of the pandemic, obviously you can't go out and go to bars or go walk, walk around or whatever. But since you started wearing your homage watches, have you gotten any compliments from family members or friends or strangers? Like, oh, that damn, that's a nice watch. Um, I have friends, uh, I have a friend who has a very similar, uh, opinion about homages to you, uh, Miguel, and he, oh. he's always, well, you know, he, he's always interested. He would never buy one himself, but he's yeah. always happy to look at the okay. ones that I buy. And he, he's very kind of interested. He's like, wow, I, you know, it's actually a very nice watch. Like they, they finished it well. It's got good Lister specs. Um, but he's actually the one who's more like, cause he knows he's, he's a watch guy as well. He's in the know. Um, yeah. he, he notes it immediately that, you know, that's a homage of a, a Rolex Kermit. Yeah. Um, but, but like I said, when I show my family, none of, no one really in my family is that much into watches. So when I walk up to them with a, you know, the AP Royal Oak homage, they're like, Oh, that's a shiny weird looking watch it's a bit kind of spacey um <laughs> space age so they're, they're, yeah they're, you know thousands of pounds um so yeah in regards to compliments I, I i think it's a bit of a fallacy that 
people really come up to you in, in the street. I don't know about your guys' experience. Who is yeah. a watch guy? No, and, that doesn't oh, happen. Oh, yeah, that's a lovely no. watch. Uh-uh. It don't happen, this. I, I think that happens in the Filippo Loretti uh, commercials yeah. that they're trying to say. I yeah. get people coming up to me all the time talking about my watch. I never got wow. that before. <laughs> no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I never. Uh, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> Watches really should not be considered investments. However, we all know that's not true when it comes to some brand. In the homage world, do watches retain their value? Um, well, straight off, uh, no. <laughs> no I, That's the I, answer. I, I Thank you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I don't think homage watches retain. If you're talking about uh, monetary value, uh, I don't think they retain any 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 of their value. Um, but it, in regards to sentimental value, sure. I mean, any watch can right. can earn that oh, value. Yeah. Um, they they definitely have good value for money. Um, in my opinion, you're definitely getting, you're basically buying the specs outright because like I said, you're not getting the, well, they have great value for money in regards to specs, um, I should probably say. Um, but yeah, in in respect of selling them on, I think you would probably struggle. But then again, I would argue that you would probably struggle to sell on a lot of the watches in their kind of, especially in the tier that I'm looking at, at the 50 to you know $100 range. I think you would struggle to say, you know, if you're buying a fifty to a hundred dollar Casio, I think you might also struggle to to sell that on um, if you were looking to buy it as an investment. Hmm. So I, I guess paint a picture for us because I've never really sold an homage watch. So if you're picking one up for a hundred bucks, what would you say you could resell that watch for if you wanted to? Um. Well, I, I mean, firstly, I would say, you know, good luck. Uh, the, the kind of, if you're buying a homage watch to sell it on, in, um, I, I don't think that they have the kind of resale kind of value as people, since they're so low priced, people would just opt for the, to buy one new. Right. Um, but yeah, if you buy, say, a $100 homage, you could probably look to sell it for, you know, Fifty, forty dollars, um, and you could easily flip it on eBay if you really didn't want it um, and just wanted to test it. Um, but yeah, I would disadvise um, anyone from picking one up if they were looking to flip them um, in like after a couple of years. Where well, I, I guess uh, the reason I'm asking is a, is a, or P was asking is a twofold question. Uh, one is number one, you're buying a product most likely from China, right? From overseas. So depending on where you are in the part of the world, it, it, it takes a while to get to you. And once it does get to you, what if you don't like the watch and you're like, this just is not what I expected and I don't like it. It, it doesn't fit right. And you're like, I can't return it. I mean, that's pretty much impossible, right? So mm-hmm. at that point, you're like, well, I guess I'll just sell it to try to get my money back. So that's that's what I've been telling people, right? Because most likely with, with I don't want to say a legitimate brand because then it makes it seem like the homage is a replica, which is not or is mm. not. No, I think people understand. Okay, but but I guess that's that's my question. That's that's the first question. And second question is you as a YouTuber, I know you're reviewing a lot of these watches. So it's like, you got to be spending some money. Do you keep them all? Do you sell them? I mean, I'm, I'm just curious. Like, And if you um, are selling them, you're basically losing money every single time. So 
that's what I'm wondering. We were wondering uh, this uh, question. Oh, okay. Okay. I, sorry, I misunderstood. Um, at the, like, in regards to your first point, like, if you buy a watch from AliExpress and yep. you don't, don't like it, like, it doesn't, um, like, it, it doesn't come as, as you expected. I think that yeah. yeah. kind of speaks to, I, I don't think people are buying AliExpress watches kind of who, I feel like the only people who are buying AliExpress watches in general are people who are doing research. I, I'm not sure if people are accidentally buying AliExpress watches. Maybe that's me being naive. Um, but I, I think the AliExpress watch kind of plat selling platform is greatly helped by YouTube reviews. And I think as YouTube reviewers, we have a, a duty to kind of stop people. Um, that's why in my videos, I do the kind of, reasons not to buy this watch section right. um, at the end because because these watches aren't perfect i mean no watch is in itself perfect it right. make all other ones <laughs> redundant but the I, I try and make sure people understand that these watches you know you're taking a gamble um with the watches and some people aren't comfortable with that um and then you know, you, you, you might have to, you would opt for a more traditional, bigger company like Seiko or Casio, um, where you have that whole infrastructure. Um, and that's kind of half the reason why you're paying a bit more, um, because you've got that kind of brand um, umbrella kind of protecting you with warranties and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, in regards to me, if I buy a watch that I don't like, um, I, I, I have sold a few on eBay um, at at, at a loss um but i, I enjoy I, I see that the loss that i've made as kind of money that luckily i get to kind of recuperate some of the costs through affiliate links so when i sell uh sorry when i talk about the watches if people buy the watch from the review that kind of recuperates some of the cost um well a, a little bit um but I, i'm happy to hate take the hit um because i get I see the the hit that I take as kind of my enjoyment. I get the YouTube video out of it. Um, I, I have a fun time with the watch. Uh, and, you know, in that regard, um, I guess I think it's money that I'm happy to spend. Okay. Cool, cool. So as far as emotional attachment, is there any watches in your collection that you are emotionally attached to? Um, yeah, sure. Uh, I I think my, my I mean dance. one one that you like I'm talking about as far as the homage go like one that you like oh. I'll never well you know you ain't gonna get rid of your dad's watch Obviously. that's for sure that's for I would sure. I would hope he doesn't <laughs> right 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 but I mean like one of the homage watches that you just like I love this thing and I'll never get rid of it and you know like that um yeah that's, that's a very good question I I'm just looking at my watch on the table here the one that jumps out to me are the Felida, uh, I got a Felida Speedmaster homage, mm -hmm. um, which is quite frankly an amazing watch. Uh, it's, it's got the ST19, uh, you know, Seagull movement inside. Uh, and it's actually weirdly uh, really hard to get at the moment. I mean, in regards to homage watches, it, it's a waitlist. It sells out. <laughs> waitlist. Um, yeah, exactly. They uh, was, I think I did a video a couple couple days ago on the um like they re-released it and the it, Tintin, it sold right? out in a uh yes yeah it is that one uh it, it sold out in like five hours 
um, again, uh, which was ridiculous. I don't know how many they made, yeah. um, but I know there's a lot of demand, and I'm really impressed with that watch. I, I that that's one I'll keep. It's a, it's kind of you know, quelled that urge that I needed uh, to get a Speedmaster. I, I'm I'm happy with this watch now, and and that's surely one that I'll keep. Um, forever i think uh, it's, it's a great watch so in regards to um forming emotional attachment i think that's definitely one uh, I'll, keep, I'll keep for a long time there there's a few others um but but like anything i you know my style changes what i want changes and i don't think that's unique to homage watches i think if i bought say i don't know seiko samurai all of a sudden you might say oh that's not you know that's not my style anymore so you you end up flipping it um yeah that yeah. makes sense well, you, you said something pretty interesting early on that, um, you know, you guide people in the right direction and that's why you do, do um, YouTube videos and, you know, um, you try to show people as much as you can what the watch looks like, how it feels, whatever, to help them make the right decision on what they're buying. But one of the things that I've heard is that uh, homage watches have some claims on them that are not necessarily true, right? So on the dial, they'll say, you know, 200 meter water resistance or chronometer rated or whatever, when we all know that's not true and they're just printing it out on there so it could look like the real deal. How do you feel about that personally? Do you do you think that's that's not genuine or disingenuous? from the company and then second question is you as a youtuber do you feel some accountability for that because somebody may come come back to you and say hey that thing was said it was 200 meter water resistance and i got it wet i was washing my hands and now it doesn't work so i'm, I'm just curious about that um i think you raise a very good point i from well as far as i'm aware i think a lot of my or what i tried to um well, I try to cover homage watches that don't make false claims. And I think, like I was saying, that it's a YouTuber's or a reviewer's duty to point those out. Um, right. You know, it, it, if it, if they advertise, you know, it, 200 meter water resistance and then you notice when you do like wash your hands, it does break. Or if you notice that it says, um, I know, I remember, I can't remember the watch. It said 50 atmospheres and it meant to say 50 meters. And of course, 50 atmospheres would be, 5,000 meters um, or 50, whatever. Um, it, it would it would be far, far, far more than it actually is. I think it's a reviewer's duty to point that out. Um, okay. In regards to, I know you're probably talking about, I've got it here. Yeah, some of my watches, they say chronometer on the dial. Um, they never say chronometer certified and I'm very, um, very cautious. I, I think I addressed it in one of my videos where being a chronometer, well, a chronometer by definition is just a time-keeping uh, instrument, I, I think is the actual definition. Um, it, it is a possibly a bit misleading. I do try and address it, but it, it, it's not certified. It's not COSC. It's not certified by the Swiss Chronometer Association. Um, and that definitely doesn't mean that it's accurate to any standard or, you know, that, that the watch company's done. But I, I always try to make sure that I'm, you know, that these watches come with kind of, they can come with a ver variety of QC issues and I'm only talking from my experience. So if they do happen to buy something after watching my review and it, you know, it, it, it isn't what the, the, what the experience that I've had, I can't predict that um, 
but in in yeah. much the same way that a micro brand you know you might get a micro brand watch in for review and you know the actual watch is completely different so yeah okay so that's how i rationalize it cool all right okay cool uh company ever paid you money or sent a watch and tried to control how the review goes um no uh i've never well first off i've never been given a watch to keep after a review i have been given a number of watches to review um and in most well, no, not in most. In all cases, they've let me, you know, say whatever I, I wanted about the watch. Um, cool. I have received some some straps uh, that I get to keep after the view from Strapco, um, yeah. and I've also received a a watch winder. Um, but then it, that I got to keep after the review. But again, I, I could say whatever I wanted about the um, the product, and I made that very clear um, when talking to them that I was going to say you know what my honest opinions were um and i think that is that's very important i yeah. strongly believe that that paid promotion should be um should be advertised and that's why if i do end up getting given watches that i keep in the review i will put that little tag because even if it's unintentional it, it is a bias um that i have so i, I may unintentionally you know you know it, I, I want people to know um <laughs> the, yeah, for the sure. end point no, that's important, man. And I know it's, it's getting a little, I think now people that are on YouTube are starting to see what that little button means, but still there's a lot of people that literally think we got paid by the company to review that. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, we got paid in product, which mm-hmm. I guess in essence could potentially be seen as the same thing, but yeah, it's, it's kind of tough, right? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a, we we made a whole episode about transparency and you know and it's it's tough because it's it's your word and and people need to believe you and say hey is miguel oscar p saying the truth maybe maybe mm. not i don't i don't know what i guess once i buy the product they'll see it for myself but but yeah it's a it's, I, I guess i'm i'm in the i'm in the boat that i will never want a company to dictate tell me what to say what to do or review my video beforehand it's like no it's if i don't like it i'm gonna say i'm not gonna like it but if I know, and then this is me personally, if I don't like something ahead of time that I know I'm not going to like, then I, I'd rather not review it because I'd rather not throw that company under the bus in my review. You know what I mean? But um, anyway, I, I guess we talked about homage watches and the value and resale value and all that. So I guess the next logical question would be, you know, do you see the appeal in luxury watches? And do you think those watches are worth the money that the companies are asking for I, of course i definitely see the appeal um i mean it, I, I think you know the, the kind of desire to have a rolex or, or an ap there's there's something in it it not only the kind of status um that that, that brings i know um i try not to uh, to kind of you know want that kind of aspect of the watch but it, it is i'm human <laughs> there is kind of that desire to have things that are kind of unobtainable um of course but the fact that the price so high i think personally um i can't speak for everyone obviously um but personally i do think that i don't feel like the added value for me is worth the extra cost i would rather i would far rather spend the the money um somewhere else now if that buying that watch and having that watch makes you happy by all means go and buy it but personally the 
I see the desire of the actual product, but for the price that they're asking, uh, it's it's not, just not for me. Okay. Yeah, I feel the same way about, about certain watches, but I guess it all depends on your financial situation and where you are in life and what you're willing to spend your money on, right? Um, oh, yeah, and sure. I, I, I do see people on YouTube or Instagram that I'm like, man, they bought another watch, like expensive watch. Like they mm-hmm. must be doing really well mm-hmm. in life where they miss. I mean, that's a perception that you get, you know? Um, so I don't know, but, you know, uh, reflecting on my own self, right. Uh, I was like, all right, if I'm like really well off financially and I had a bunch of money to spend, would I really invest or spend $20,000 $35,000 or 30 on an AP, like, I don't know. Right. I, I, I think it's, it's a lot of money, but I, I guess to each his own, you know, um, whatever. <laughs> so is, oh, yeah. it, is there any luxury watch that y'all can say right off hand that y'all will actually spend the money on if y'all had it? Um, Okay, let, let's say you came into uh, uh, 56 million. <laughs> All right. Now, what would be the luxury watch that you would buy? Well, right off the bat for me, it would just be my grill that I've been wanting. And I know it's super boring, but the Rolex Mariner is something right, that I right. wanted. It is not about the Rolex brand, it's about the aesthetic. And I just always liked it since I was a little kid. So for me, for sure, for sure. I think that's something I would get, and and it wouldn't even be a new one. It would be the vintage one, you know, from the right. '80s, from yeah. my birthday year, and I'd just be happy with that, you know. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, I think um, although it's it's so cliche, I, I think I, I would probably opt for a uh, Rolex Explorer one. Um, that's cool. I I, I, it, I it's it's understated. It's it's well designed, um, and it, it's so versatile, and. It doesn't scream the kind of Rolex branding, but yeah, it's yeah. No, if I had all the money in the world, that that would be the watch. Nice, P. Ross, Breitling Navi Timer. Well, with, fi- with fifty-six million dollars, nice. I go for uh, a Rolex uh, Smurf. <laughs> well, I mean, if I had fifty-six that, million, I think if you have fifty-six million dollars and you invest it right, and you know that you're going to have a lot of money, I would honestly, in my opinion, I would start exploring like the independence, you know, like the FP Jorn, and I would go down that yeah, rabbit hole because yeah. it's it's like you're not part of the mass, you know, market buying in yeah. Vegas right. and Rolex. You're like, I'm a right. real watch guy. I'm going to go down the independent route, and right, this right. watch speaks to me and me only. And and honestly, some of those pieces are becoming really hard to find and they're really expensive and they're becoming collectible so and i love them i mean you see the finishing on them and i mean it's just next level you know so absolutely absolutely (laughs) but anyway guys well we talk watches uh this is a part of the show oscar where we talk other things so you could talk anything you want movies food whatever you want to recommend whatever you want to talk about whatever you feel so take it away buddy yeah no i it's actually interesting that you asked that that question about 56 million um, if you, you found into that because I actually planned a question ahead and it was that I don't know how extensive or expensive your watch collections are but if say tomorrow you could sell them all at the cost price that you bought them and you got that some some of the money back in your bank account what would be the first watches that you would buy uh, disregarding any like you know heirlooms or like fan favorites something if you could get the entire worth of your watch collection back tomorrow what would be the first watch you buy the next day? oh it'd be a brightening navy timer for sure (laughs) 
I, I thought about that, but my, to be honest with you, my watch collection, it still wouldn't be enough to buy a damn Submariner, which is really sad, right? I would have enough to That's buy, fine. Like, I would have enough to buy like uh, something that I actually been wanting for a long time, a Datejust, just, uh, mm. uh, you know, vintage, a quick set. I don't know the reference number, um, but it's blacked out, you know, 36 millimeter fluted bezel, all white. You know, I don't like the gold. I just like the, the, right the stainless steel or the white i think is white gold so that's probably what i would get mm. but honestly the more that i've been getting into collecting um the more i'm starting to see a pattern of what i really like and i'm more of a diver watch guy type of guy so the day just is kind of like your do it all type of watch you know whatever which is which is cool but honestly the with this watch that i bought this kind of like in my review, I said it, I, I started off saying something about the Rolex Mariner, right? Like it's, it's my grail watch and this and that, but at the end of the video, I ended by saying, but honestly, this already scratched that itch and I don't feel the need to buy that watch anymore. Like honestly, because this to me, it comes from a company that I absolutely love Seiko, which I know a lot of people hate, but to me, it's what got me into watch collecting and, and I respect that they have QC issues, all the time I, I i get it and a lot of people go no that's just the the hype of the seiko whatever call it what you will but to me it's like i would honestly even looking at my collection i would even try to get rid of everything and just keep this watch in my heirlooms like honestly I'll, that'll be it for me you know it's crazy i know i, I just got this watch maybe i'm in the honeymoon phase but no, that, that's, uh, that's a good answer i think that it, you, you touched on a topic that's kind of similar to what I I kind of miss said about homage watches is that yeah. when you buy something um, like a homage, perhaps you're, well, when I buy it, the expectation's probably low and the feeling you get when it surpasses expectation, it, it is amazing. Yeah. Um, and I think that's, you know, part and parcel of why people buy homage watches. I, bet, I think the yeah. worst feeling is if you buy that grail and it's just not quite what you wanted. Um, so, so, so yeah, I think if you can find something that's, that scratches that itch and i mean all, all power to you that's uh yeah well what ab what about you if you could sell everything in your collection and get <laughs> to the penny what would you buy oof i i don't know if i'd have that much money i'm not gonna lie i don't even <laughs> know if i'd ever have a thousand dollars um but the what would i buy i would probably buy a, a I would probably buy a, a homage of a. Uh, I've been really looking at the uh, San Martin GMT with a Pepsi mm. dial, Jubilee. Uh, if you're not familiar with it, it's, it's a great yeah. looking watch. No, it's, it's um, a good looking watch. And I think that's what I'd buy because I do like the diver aesthetic, but I also like having, um, yeah, a, a bunch of complications that you can you, you can play with. Okay, okay, right on. P Ross, other things, what you got? Oh man, you already know what it is, man. Star Wars, <laughs> The Mandalorian. Last episode, these last two episodes have been great. You know what I mean? I'm just waiting to see how the season's in, how to hopefully the season in, how I think it's going to end, you know, to tie everything together. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But Star Wars, The Mandalorian is definitely it. It's definitely it. If y'all ain't watching The Mandalorian, what are y'all doing with y'all life? I got better things to do, P. All right. <laughs> yeah, and I agree. Unfortunately, yeah, I think we're behind here in the UK. I think the last episode we had was with, uh, I don't want to spoil it for everyone, but it had the return of an old old character who 
yeah we, we might have thought wasn't right wasn't alive oh that's but, yeah. that way behind because he oh, i'm gonna be quiet then okay oh, okay okay don't, Sorry, don't spoil yeah, it no, for no, the no, people I'm, don't I'm, spoil gonna it. I'm gonna be quiet i'm gonna be quiet yo man <laughs> i saw uh i saw the craziest thing two weeks ago about two weeks ago mm-hmm. a week ago i don't know so hulu put out a documentary of takashi 69 uh, the oh. rapper i don't know do you guys know uh, that rapper podcast over with <laughs> yeah 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 podcast over with bye it's over i, I don't not like... particularly my taste but <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I can't believe you watched that. You watched that crap. <laughs> it was it was good. It was oh. good. It was good in the sense that I don't listen to his music. I don't necessarily like the guy, but I was like, well, why did he get famous? Because they cover that in the documentary. So I was I was interested to know how somebody could become famous because of like the internet, you know? Because I mean, I, I'm in mm-hmm. that world, and I'm like, not that I'm going to do what he does, but it's interesting to see what he did so i i actually do recommend it because they didn't even get a chance to talk to the guy he didn't want to come on the documentary so it's just basically the the filmmaker presenting everything like he did a great job kind of historically going through everything that happened and he did get a chance to interview some of the people in his group but he himself did not want to go on the on the documentary which i was like okay so it's not a doc a film by him it's a film by somebody else exploring that world and saying hey how why did this guy get so famous? And honestly, in a nutshell, Takashi knew that if he was controversial and did some crazy things that he would get the fame. Yeah, absolutely. And he did. So all the trolling and all the craziness and all that, they kept saying over and over, that's not really him in real life. That's just a persona. And the sad thing is that all the tattoos and everything he did wasn't necessarily because he wanted to get them it was to get the fame which is sad because he's chasing that fame you know uh, the in my opinion the wrong way obviously now he's a multi-millionaire or whatever but i don't know man i mean it was it was an interesting film and i obviously found out a lot about him that i'm like oh wow i didn't know that and i don't respect them but just, yeah. just keep it at the film, man, because next week when we do the podcast, I can see you now with rainbow color hair. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? A, a, yes, a, yes. A, a, oh, what's that for say? Big, big, big tattoo Miguel on the side of your face. <laughs> oh, no. No, instead, you know, it's controversial for him. Six, nine or whatever. I'll just get right. Invicta tattooed on my Invicta. forehead. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, Invicta, right, right. Invicta everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> Pagani design. You know. That'll be a sponsored mm-hmm. video. That Felita, <laughs> Filippo Loretti, Filippo Loretti. You gotta yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah. You gotta do it, man. <laughs> oh, man. All right, Oscar. Where, where can people find you, man? Uh, people can find me. Yeah, at the uh, I bought a watch uh, YouTube channel, and the same at I bought a watch on Instagram. Yeah, come check me out. Uh, yeah, say hi. Hey, something, I know this is going to sound weird, but one of the things that I really, that drew me to your channel is I, I started watching and I liked the way that you go, I bought a watch. I was like, oh, that's very catchy. I'm going to say that too. I bought a watch. Yeah, no, I've had people say like, I can't say I bought a watch normally anymore because they do the, the little like intonation pauses. Right. It's so funny. Yeah. Same thing. I'm like, I, every time I think of your channel, I, I think of you kind of saying it that way. It's kind of funny. Yeah. <laughs> All right, P. Ross. Ralph's wrist. Oh, what the hell is going on this morning? Ralph's wristwatch love everywhere. <laughs> Facebook, YouTube, Instagram. Get into it. SoCal Watch Reviews podcast in the building. Absolutely. SoCal Watch Reviews for me on YouTube, on Instagram, Relojando for all my Spanish speakers. 
And yeah, episode 54, Oscar, so thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure, Absolutely. you know, speaking to you sure. and meeting you and don't be a stranger. Hopefully we'll have you in the future. Uh, congratulations on all the success you've had on YouTube. We could Thanks only, next time we talk to you, you're going to be at 10 grand, 20, 20K, whatever. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you never know, man. You never oh, know. Yeah. <laughs> Just don't don't forget where you came from, buddy. When you get to oh, be no, that no, big, no. and we I'll, I'll always remember you guys. All right, cool. <laughs> yeah, thanks for the opportunity, guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, thank you everybody for listening and stay humble.